Notes from the Upper West Side, a novel by Dan Wrench. Chapter 93, Cathedral. She kissed me. I want to be you pig, Polly's pig. You're kidding. Why I be kidding? You don't think that's a little sick? Oh, no. She said it like she just found her parakeet lying on the bottom of the cage. It not sick. I think about it all the time in my fantasy, yeah? I put my finger on my cleat and think I be Polly fuck pig. I think about you working on your movie or on a modly grig and me waiting for you to come to the hotel so I can suck you till you explode. I like to think about you, you know. You telling your wife you don't need her on a road trip out of town cause you got a road cunt. And I be you road cunt. Like tonight when you call, I have a fantasy just like that, yeah? Road cunt? Yeah. Fern. And like I said before, I was an enemy of all objects. Human. Animal. Wood. Don't you... How can you say those things about yourself? Did you have those fantasies about Jono? I was John O'Pig for real, she said, but now he, now he... I know, now he's fucking his wife. Yeah, but I start thinking about you, Polly. I only been thinking about you and how we could go to Puerto Rico or someplace by the sea, and you can fuck me in the culo on the beach. I pulled away from her and sat up. She was a sweet girl, but I hated the world. Shit, Fern, don't take this the wrong way, but don't you have any self-respect? But Polly, I been you pig. What? I been you pig since I been blowing you. Pig? You using me to fuck a girl better. And later you wife. You make me you pig. But it all right. I like it. I just saying why you need them when you got a meat pig. I jumped up. Fern, you are not my meat pig. I almost reached for the light switch, but pulled back. You don't like having you pig? The truth? I asked. No, it's freakish. I'm not saying you're freakish. I'm saying that, look it, a blowjob on the side is a-okay because it's fun. But when you make this whole pig thing out of it, that isn't me. You're my coach. You coach? Yeah, in fact, you were the one who coined that term. Polly, why you never put it in my culo? Holy shit. Is that what this is all about? You're a butt freak. Okay, okay. Jesus Christ, tell you what. Monday at lunch, I'll bone the bullseye for you if you like it so much. You don't like it? I just stood there in the dark. I think I was sort of daring her to break the silence. Then finally I said, Fern, I'm going to leave now. Okay, can you turn on the light, Polly? Yeah, as soon as you put your skirt on so I don't have to see the cathedral you call an ass in blinding electric light. She didn't say anything, but I could hear rustling and the clinking of the little buckle. Then she said, Okay, Polly, I put my cathedral away. I clicked the light on. She was sitting fully dressed on the edge of the bed. She didn't look at me, but got up and walked past me to the door and out into the corridor. I followed her and tried to lighten it up a little bit. 
Hey, so Fern, I said in kind of a half whisper, tomorrow at lunch? She was almost at the elevator bank, so it was like a shout whisper, you know, followed by a gig cackle. <laughs> she stopped and turned around. She was a good four doors away, but she looked like she might have tears in her eyes, the poor fat twat. And she said in this horrible cow-low voice that I only heard once before in my life, You a loser, Polly. And she rounded the corner to the elevator. I'm like, holy Gambino, where did that come from? Some behavior for a meat pig. Am I right? So I'd been blown off by Cammy and Fat Fern. You know that self-loathing I got drunk to kill? I couldn't shut it up now if I was in a coma. There were repercussions as always. For me and for every other human besides Parp, when you show people the sad screaming child who lives inside you, the child who owns the skull everyone thought had a grown-up brain inside, there are repercussions. Kurt Libby called me up the next night. He was trying to seem cool about it. I don't know what you did with Fern last night, he said, but she is on the rampage, Paul. An image of Fern breaking dishes and knocking carts over at the hotel flashed through my head. What? What did she say? I asked. Not much, except no more Fern time at the Commodore for anybody. Lunch time, dinner time, nothing. And she's making noise like she's going to rat us all out. That's a big whoops. Yup. You think she will? Rat us all out? Well, she hasn't so far, he said. And that's her job on the line, too. And you don't work here. She can't get revenge on you by getting herself and everyone else fired. What about you? He sighed. Okay, look. I know I used to brag about using fat fern to take the edge off Randy. But I guess I embellished. Now fuck it. I lied. The truth is, I've never been a fern man. So right now, I'm her only friend here. The only person she's smiling at. I think she'll keep a lead on it, but just so you know, if you come over here, it should be to see me. End the bar. And you know how they say in fact sometimes? Well, in fact. You should maybe avoid the hotel for a few days. Are you kidding? That's bad, man. There are like eight guys here right now who'd love a chance to kick your ass. Notes from the Upper West Side is a work of fiction. The people depicted in this work do not exist. Notes from the Upper West Side, copyright 2022. By Dan Wrench.